0: I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. But on Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com block motoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The 90s called, they Want Their Girl Groups Back. Rue gave the girls a chance to live their girl group fantasies and then serve pop icons. And well, it was a smashing good time. It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK5. And joining me is the biggest girl group challenge fan on the planet, Precious Envy. Welcome.
1: <gasps> Hello. I really am the biggest girl group fan out there. I just love my you girl groups. really
0: are. Um... And we're going to talk about this one because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to be in the minority on my feelings on this one. But we'll 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 discuss. We'll discuss. We'll we'll
1: Let's discuss first. this one. This one. I always, yeah. This one had some things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I must have a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We discuss reality television show characters as presented to us. Reality television production. We are shown the editing of the television show. wants us to see. What we react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people can get an opportunity to go on television and share their craft. They've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Friends, if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't have to listen to it. You you don't have to like remove me from a follower or whatever. Like, <laughs> I understand it's hard, and the critiques are are not sometimes the best things you want to hear as an artist. But that's how reality television goes. Because at the end of the day, this is a reality show. Just saying, just saying. Mm-hmm.
1: And like every reality show, the fan base will have their opinions on you. Um, mm-hmm. that's why some people don't do reality because they like I don't need to know what and that, what and y'all and listen, are thinking about me. The,
0: the fan base will have opinions on me too, and that's mm-hmm. okay. That's how it works. Opinions are
1: like assholes. Everybody's they got them. them. No, well, that too. Well, no. All if right, um, showered. You know, that's
0: fair. That's fair. Um, three episodes in. How are you feeling about our iteration of Drag Race UK?
1: I think I would. I think I'd like the season a little bit more if they had addressed the issue at hand instead of sweeping it under the rug, mm-hmm. because it has felt so awkward. Especially because if you like, I've been watching the Bins Queens, the Binge Queens uh, episodes mm-hmm. with the with the girls that mm-hmm. do the recaps of the episode, and they are just like a top two again. Oh my god, it's where it's like you feel like we all know. So, I feel stupid that we're, like, not saying anything. Like, I'm like, you don't have to say her name. You don't have to give her a platform. But it still should have at least been indicated that there was an 11th queen that we that was disqualified from the competition um, at episode three. Just to, like, you know, like, how we had it in, in America, like, uh, about the whole sherry, the Sherry Pie thing. And it would have just made more sense because it's like in certain shots, you could totally tell there is someone between these two queens, cause they're why would they be standing so far apart on the main stage?
0: Um which all makes sense. And I yeah hear you and I get that. I think it was it's the bigger picture of not allowing this person to have an to get a platform, mm-hmm. which again, there are people who are for that some people are very much against that i don't much hear about the against Mm -hmm. part but you know listen i'm sure at some point it will be addressed somewhere because it's it's never going away world of wonder bbc rupaul they're going to hear about Mm -hmm. it from people and at some point they're going to have to address it in some capacity i think part of why they didn't do it and it's what really did tarnish season 12 is because it took away from the season and from the girls. And I think they said, fuck that we want these girls to have their moment. Um, So maybe like this after the winner's crown five months later, then it'll be addressed. And, and maybe Michelle will go in an interview and discuss what they did. But right now I think they need to keep the positivity Mm -hmm. um, and let the fans who know and sleuth and figure shit out. Let us have our moment to talk about it, but we're not going to address the actual moments
1: yeah i think it's also it's just like the bbc just has a history of kind of like sweeping these things under the rug Mm -hmm. it's kind of like where it's kind of like not just like it's one thing with season 12 being like it was someone who made the finale compared to someone who was like oh no you got cut early on so it was like it it was a difference i think it was also a different situation of like we can't edit you out of the series because you went so far where this one's like uh, you were gone by the beginning of episode three, so we're now like now we're in like a normal. And it didn't
0: affect again. anything.
1: It didn't affect anything. I think it would have been different right. if this person had won, but I think they were safe both weeks, so
0: right. All right, let's go through this. The Polish princess mm-hmm. is gone. Didi didn't expect Alexis to go home first, but she says she could have had a worse run. Well, she could have been edited out,
1: but that's <laughs> what have been anyway. edited
0: out. Michael thinks Alexis needed to believe in herself a bit more as she thinks she was a bit overwhelmed and swamped those mind games really got to her
1: they really did it's like and that's one of those things where like dd like what like when she was like oh oh i'm sorry i like got in your head it's like no you weren't you were trying to you were 20 years old and you were trying to be like i'm feeling low so i need someone to feel low too and it's like oh girl grow
0: up. oh yeah we know those people we know that mm-hmm. now miss naomi carter in her horrid look says that when rue told her she was going up against alexis her hole clenched and rightly so i get that she is grateful to be there another week and has no idea what alexis was serving as she was focused on herself but in her mind she turned the lip sync out now over on the couches, is banksy is congratulated on her whim they gave her the push to make her believe that she can win all of these challenges. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. <laughs> Didi's feeling good. She didn't get a badge, but claims that she was happy either her or bing got it, but she got the top and was able to be critiqued in a good way. It's what she needed, and she has a taste for it and wants more, more, more. Tomorrow. She's on cloud nine. Glue guns ablaze him. Kate now knows that it's what she did wrong? If only she had taste to match the sewing skills. Love you, Kate. Kate has discounted tomorrow early on, but she sold that horrid outfit. Uh, she is one to watch. And that's Kate talking about tomorrow, not not me talking about Kate.
1: Um. Yes, and tomorrow was only in the top for story purposes because that outfit should not have Correct. been that. That was not top worthy. Not top worthy at all.
0: Speaking of the Safe Queens, they're going to get some intel about what happened between Tamara and Kara with Mama Roo. The argument was brought up, and Banksy reveals it ended quite amicably. Um, But if the faces are the tell, I think there is some animosity still in that room. Oh yeah. Well, you're also dealing. Kara says she may lash out yeah she says she took many breaths after she lashed out she tells us that they are sisters and that is for better or for worse type of relationship they just needed to cool down could you compete with your very good sister in a competition like this
1: no no because i would not apply when i'm applying no i wouldn't do that but it would be it would be something where it's like I think I don't know. It's like it's that I think what Tamara was trying to do was I think she was trying to be playful, but I don't think she realized yes. this was not the time to be playful, especially in front of RuPaul and the guests and the uh, guests walk through. Um, it was one of those things that had been like you if they had had that discussion like after they had left or even beforehand of them just being playful of why didn't you pick me? And she's like, well, well, I know didi sold all of Crystal's outfits so that's why I picked her and then that could have been the whole thing to be like well you know I sew, so? you know uh, you've seen my things and that could have been a fun thing between the two of them but I think because where it was brought up it's now become a, it was a sour point for them all And the as outfit. I pointed
0: out last week on the podcast the, the first little prod was from Kara to Tamara mm-hmm. so no one's in here everyone's a little guilty well especially because like now Kara will say that she won't hold anything against Tamara, but miss vicky vivacious as well like to be honest i don't think there was anything actually to hold against her and then you get that shady sound effect we all know and love and Kara states that she thinks tomorrow was being oblivious and doesn't think she was actually thinking through that what she was saying now banksy will call out tomorrow's staying face and she's like what do you mean that's not a staying face Banksy has now turned into the shitster. She is, in fact, a shady lady. Did you hope that we were going to get a real Tamarvis car fist fight? Like, could you imagine if that actually happened on this season?
1: Well, it, it, we would have gotten uh, uh, a queen not showing up because they could they weren't prepared. You would gotten a queen they had to disqualify, and then they had this and then another queen be disqualified for a fist fight. It's like that would have been too much. That's why I think they were kind of like, we're okay with you put sitting on the couch, Naomi, because we don't want we don't need we don't need another queen gone this soon. You can go out the old-fashioned way, the ellipsing.
0: Well, speaking of, we're gonna see the breastplate smack down for the ground as Didi Dee Dee and Naomi bounce right off one another. See, innocent enough, right? We'll get to it. We will get to it. It's a new day in the workroom, and Kate Butch is becoming confessional gold. She is camp and dumb and knows how to give good soundbite.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the, she's the confessional Banksy queen of the is feeling
0: amazing with her badge, and says... She is. And says it's someone else's turn now. Um, I mean, that's not what a winner would say, but she will say, it's all mine, still mine. You know, let's go check in with Naomi. She has a fire under her ass, but Kate says that's just piles. And that's what we call here hemorrhoids. <laughs> Good time.
1: Oh, said no, oh, ever. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Naomi, she has been advised by the medic to take a little steady on her knee because she had done it in. It had happened during that boob smash. You know, their tit bang. Naomi says she doesn't know how Didi's Foot is, but she knows her knee is in pain, but she won't let the knee be the villain of Season 5. No, no, the knee was the villain of Season
1: 3. Exactly. The real enemy of Drag Race. Knee injuries.
0: Do do we just need to put all the queens in big bubbles and save their asses so they don't do stupid?
1: Well, the thing, like, with Eureka, it happened because of a challenge that they did. With Correct. V- with Victoria, it was going, going too hard on the lip sync. And then I think but it was they like, they
0: didn't need to do because it was a lip sync for the win.
1: Yeah. Which is lipstick win. she didn't need to go that hard. Uh, And then you had cornbread who like went hard in the challenge. And now you're like, this is like, that's what those are the girls who did it. Like during a challenge on the runway, but this is like, we're getting out of drag and we're acting stupid. So I don't feel bad for either of the two of them because I'm all, they chose to titty bump and like the friction of like them hitting each other caused the fall. And I'm like, I was like, girl, have you not seen the show? I'm all, yes, you're young, but come on.
0: The alarm sounds, we get our video that simply says, let's get Um, That's it. That's that's all. What? Well, Rue arrives in a very classy black-on-black number. I love that look. Oh, my God. Finally, we're getting some fashion from Rue again.
1: Mm -hmm. She looked good.
0: Rue shares that she's heard that there's only one thing Brits love more than a hot cup of tea, and that's a hot-banging floor filler. Siri, stream Floor Filler by 18s. Do you know that one? Are you familiar with that song? Which one? Floor Filler by 18s.
1: I don't know floor filler. The only thing I the only thing I knew, nom,
0: I knew. Nom, nom. was filler. I
1: only I only listened to the ABBA generation, the one where they did the all ABBA of covers. Of course, I did. Oh, I know it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I don't think I. I think I listened right, to the second for- album, but nothing like stuck in.
0: All right, that's fair. Well, it's time for Precious's favorite challenge: the girl group backs challenge. Who is your second favorite
1: British girl group? my second favorite we already know um, oh, what because... <laughs> number one would be so number two how do you know spice, spice girls are, no, are, are number one no um it would be the saturdays
0: the saturdays okay i want to go with actually they might be eh, i'll go with number two for them it, it, it's girls allowed
1: yep, yep. Mm-hmm. i was never really i never really All got right. into girls well, allowed
0: That's okay. That's okay. There's still time. They're still alive. (laughs) They're going to split up into two groups and perform the 90s-inspired party banger Don't Ick My Yum. Rue tells them that this is their chance to get things off their chesticles. Each group must come up with their own choreo and come up with sickening girl band looks. Good thing they all packed 90s garb because... yeah. Now Ginger says that Ginger Johnson doesn't have a girl band fantasy and that she is Johnny the Fish out of water. Speaking of, did she water the blouse because that shirt and overall number has a fashion faux pas? They will record their vocals with Michelle, the voice, Visage, and Category and the Runway is night of a Thousand Pop Icons. Who would you pick and what
1: classic look would you portray? Um, I would pick, I think for me, well, see, pop, icon. if you're doing pop, the thing is like, they were a little loose when it came to pop because it's like, a lot of their, a lot of the, some of their picks could go all, um various genres. I would probably, I'd have to do Susie Sue. I'd have to do mm-hmm. Susie Sue and it'd have to be like the classic kind of like biggish black hair with like her, her eye, with the classic eye makeup. That's, uh, that would be, that'd be what I'd go for. And they're old and Michelle and we're so old enough literally... to know she is.
0: You're literally saying to the Gen Z's watching Google.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. To to quote Nina Flowers in All Stars 1, Google it, loca. Google it.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, since Rue loves chaos, they are told to split into groups (laughs) themselves. One group of five and one group of four. Now, do you like this way of texting or do you think it's better to have a captain pick situation?
1: I think it's better to have a captain pick because that really throws off the dynamics of like, oh, I got stuck with you and I don't like you kind of feel where this just Mm -hmm. felt like they got like girls like pushed each other out of the way to get to like one group. And it did have that feeling of like the group of five had that like mean girls type feel to them. Whereas like the other four were like it, it, really much felt like the Heather's booger situation, where it's like, oh, we're not as
0: yeah.
1: We, we went with we went with us, and you're over there. But I think it's like if they had well, gone Root with tells- like team dynamics, it might have been a different uh, a different uh environment, different workaround.
0: All right. Well, Ruth tells them to start their engines, and it's pure chaos in the sense of five people knew exactly what they wanted and the other four were like well poor naomi tried to be a part of the cool kids but their group hug was closed and not allowing any more invites now rue isn't even out of the room yet but she's laughing at what they just did because she knows she knows she knows banksy Mm -hmm. believes there is a terrible smell coming off of her because everybody Seems to be pegged it. It sounds like some <laughs> British slangy talk that I didn't know what pegged it means. I guess just just they they caught it a whiff of it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Banksy has noticed that that same smell is coming from Ginger Kate and Naomi, so they're just going to start their own girl group together. Meanwhile, the cool girls are comprised of Michael, Vicky, Kara, Tamara, and Dee Dee. How fitting? How fitting? Now, I'm just going to say something. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here. Do you think this is pre-planned setup or do you think in the back of all of their minds that the obvious divide would be best for all pod- parties involved?
1: I think it might have been somewhat pre-planned like being told you're doing mm-hmm. like production probably said make sure to like aim towards like it makes sense that Kara and Tamara might gear to each other because they're like we know each other's strengths. We know we're both dancers. I could see Michael and Vicky gearing towards each other because of the fact being like they're both singers. So you figure the two singers and the two dancers would probably get together. Dee Dee lucked out because they could have easily been like, oh, that worker before they could have easily pushed Didi out because I feel like Didi was the weakest link of their group. So she could have easily made it onto the other side with like without an issue.
0: But can she I like, throw
1: out my conspiracy theory? She hugged them tight. What's your conspiracy she, theory?
0: I am convinced that production knew this was going to be a non-elimination episode because of things. Yeah. And they said, wait, this is the challenge that gets us money after the show airs. Mm-hmm. We want two good, solid groups. you are going to divide this way so we can have a pop band and a camp band.
1: Yeah. Because it really was poppy versus campy. I think I would have also was, there was, like
0: there wasn't even like a hesitation in no,
1: there. It just no, happened. No, I wouldn't be surprised if that was if that's what. Well, now that's the the that that on production side, by. yeah, yeah.
0: The camp are fine with their group. Banksy says they split it down the middle, though. Ginger compares it to not being picked at school. What a rifle life! I understand it. She will then say that looking at who they are in her group, she is in the group that she feels she definitely needs to be in, which is why I think this is pre-planned. Yep. Ginger will now piss people off and tell the other group that when she looks at them, she sees brunch, and Kara's like, then you're a dive bar. There's nothing wrong with a dive bar, right? No.
1: No. That's my bread and butter dive bars. That's the thing. It's like most queens start as bar queens. So it's like... Mm -hmm. these girls who are like i came up in the brunch scene uh go get your 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 best life
0: as it's 90s and it's a chart battle come on top of the pops the amount of times i've watched old videos of that program the nostalgia is is real did you Mm -hmm. ever um catch clips of top of the pops on the youtube
1: um i've seen a couple clips here and there of like bands that i like follow they always do when they do retrospectives. They're always like their Top of the Pops episode where you're like, oh, yeah.
0: Speaking of bands, I love Steps. Everyone knows me <laughs> a lot of them. I love Steps. So I watch some of their great Top of the Pops performances <laughs> where you have the five of them trying to do their choreo in this little little box area and you have all the fans around them trying to do the choreo with them and you're yeah. like I can't look at them because they're fucking up I have to focus on it's so much fun to watch <laughs> if I could have been there I would have been so happy I love <laughs> steps so much listen we have had so many um groups come over from the UK in the past mm-hmm. year S Club It's time for Steps give me steps I want a Steps concert one night only I will be there
1: <laughs> and I will cry We're Steps on the Steps yeah. I
0: love stuffs. All right. um, It's time to get to work and find out what icks their yum. The song is about what gives them the ick and what grosses them out. Precious, what would you write about? I would write about Twinks ghosting me.
1: Mm-hmm, that's a good one. Um, I think there's a lot. I think I there were elements of like the M52s that I would have been like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I would have used that. Yeah, that's a good point. I would use that. That's a good point. I would use that. Like, you know, like, you know, Beauty, mm-hmm. beauty fades dumb as forever, you know, things like that. That's true. Well,
0: the five cool girls say that it is fierce being together. Michael feels sorry for the leftovers, but she says never under the, the funny queens, or the underdogs. They're going to mention that the other team has to bring the comedy, and tomorrow's like, I would hope they do because, bitch. We will get a lot of dismissal from this group about the other group from start to finish of this challenge. Do you think it was laid out on a little bit too heavy, or was that just them being real?
1: I don't know. It did feel a little heavy-handed, like they were trying to really ump up the us versus them motif, which is like, you know. Yeah. I that's the those when they start doing that in the drag race, when they start to divide the girls up between like one, like, the the good girls and the hot girls kind of thing where it does kind of throw off the vibe to the audience or it's like you're trying to play off, mm-hmm. like, you no, know, this is the team you're rooting for. These are the five girls you want to see in the finale where it's like, I, it felt a little too heavy-handed where I was like, calm down. We get it. We do it every year with the Girl Group Challenge and it's like three out of the four times the quote-unquote other girls or the bad girls are the ones that win it because it's like their verses were better and the quote unquote, oh we got this girls fuck up. So yeah.
0: Now Vicky will say if they're the brunch queens, the other group are the meal deals. My wallet says nothing wrong with a meal deal. Mm-mm.
1: We like the dollar it's menu. Leftovers
0: will bend. Exactly. The Four Leftovers will vent about how they were left over as the flock to one another, and Banksy is actually quite annoyed, but they are misfits, and they think it's destiny. Ginger says that Rue loves to laugh, so they have the skills to do that. Kate tells them that a lot of their, her dragics are featured on the other team, so she's ready to throw some shade. Here is a list of things that give Kate Butch the ick. Pretty people who do drag, the musical Kinky Boots, Amanda Holden, spaghetti, and escalators. Do you think she has reached out to her shrink? Because I'm a bit worried about her right now. What's I wrong am... with Amanda Holden?
1: I don't know who that is.
0: <gasps> oh my god you don't know who amanda holden is okay she is a um west end actress she's also a singer she's put out a couple albums she is a judge on um i believe it's britain's got talent if you want to see a really really funny clip from a drag artist on britain's talent myra dubois Ooh. was on in 2020 and she does this little um sketch when she was in the semi-finals where uh she sings a duet with amanda holden but she basically like Go watch it. It's very, very funny, very campy. Also, Myra Dubois for Drag Race, please. I (laughs) want to see
1: that. She was helping recording the universe before uh before they canceled it.
0: She's more of a she basically is what I would call um a campy singer, where she's not a singer singer with the best voice. It's for camp. It's um but someone who is a good equivalent of that with actually a great voice is suddenly seymour it's that kind of
1: yeah okay
0: yeah yeah Tamara is a fan of the track because of the beat and it's cheeky saxophone who doesn't love a little sax
1: moment (laughs) come on michael bolton no not michael bolton kenny g kenny g that's what i was thinking of
0: I was going to say, I was like, excuse me, different 90s reference. <laughs> Ginger will call the song Housey while Naomi is ready to spit some bars. Over on the five it's time to find out their skill set, which they seem to neglect to discover before going in all in on their team. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you have known who does what? Vicky, Michael, and Carr, are the singers, with Tamara being like, sure, I can sing, yeah, and Didi's dad sings, so she's hoping it's genetically inherited. Cue the montage and confessional. Also, did uh, she get her curls cut? Like, that mop on her head looks smaller.
1: Uh, I don't know. DD. I think I want to root for DD, but DD just makes it hard for me to root for her. It's because the, you're like she, a child. She, child. It, it is. The, it's the, you're a child, please. Please, child. sit down. Sit down, child.
0: Now, the name. The thing that this show always tells us is so goddamn important. Kara will be like, I want something similar to Fox Force 5. And Didi is like, it needs to be something they can call out easily. Tomorrow wants the boom, boom. And Vicky is like, we could be Fierce 5. And Michael's like, Fierce Force 5. Okay, pretty solid names. Good job, ladies. But just just the way that it evolved is like, okay, interesting. Yeah, this was planned also.
1: It, it, It was very much planned. Um... I also isn't that a is is the Fox Force Five? Was that the name of the Spice Girls in Spice World? Because I feel like they had like their one of their little like side clips in in Spice World had them when they're oh it was when they were doing a one of the pitch meetings of them uh, being spies. I could have sworn they were called like or a Spice Force Five or something like that. But it was like that's what I was going for when I was like, isn't that like a Spice Girls reference? Sure.
0: If there are uh, Spice World experts out there, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Now, the nanas are like, they're very loud, but we want a name, too. They're all northern. So Banksy is like the pasty gals. Kate's just <laughs> pie and beans. And Banksy says, suet pudding. And I'm like, what are those bloody hell references <laughs> are they saying? I don't get any of it.
1: It's the baking. I know what a soot pudding is. Oh, I know okay. what suet pudding um, is. They're going
0: to be like, what's the motorway in the north? <laughs> Um, and we could be like the B-52s, and Leipel goes off hands-in for M-52s. Now, from what I have gathered, the M-52 is no longer in existence and has been mm-hmm. re- renamed, but it was the motorway that connected Liverpool and Manchester called the South Lancaster Motorway. That's all I got. That's what Google told me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I also like so that they chose the M-52s being as... Rue was in the B52s music video.
0: You think they're sucking up to RuPaul?
1: Of course they are. Every time she walks in, there are like they pull they they act like it's Tyra Banks walking in the top model.
0: Ah! Let's head to the main stage to meet with Michelle, who's joined by quote musical genius Ian Masterson, who is behind Michelle. I bet he is. Alright, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to learn that they are the Fierce Force 5 and Michelle loves it. Time to head back to the 90s. And to all the Gen Z watchers, the 90s was a simpler time. We have nostalgia for the 90s because it was wonderful. Right?
1: I was a teenager in the 90s, so... Uh, oh, you were angsty then. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Yeah, 1990 to 99 is is 10 to 19, so yes. Yes.
0: Now before we can hear yeah, any vocals, Michelle wants to know <laughs> what gives them ick. Let's start with Michael, who says, boys in bad fashion. Sorry about it. And Michelle <laughs> says, do not come for the sequel jacket. Yeah, uh, do not come for the sequel jacket, because I have one, and it is my identity, thanks. It um, might thunder pushy. Didi says her ick is people chewing in her ear, and she is guilty of that herself. Tamara is icked by men with long nails. Say what? She just wants to be the one to have the long nails. Okay, sure. Now Didi's going to start her verse, and she is in fact rapping because the vocals have not been passed down. Tamara is strong in her tone and clarity, and Michael is a bit wordy and somehow gets rashes from men with bad fashion.
1: Rashes yeah, from me with that
0: fashion. fashion. Michelle will highlight the lyrical poetry of Michael, where she states, I'm Greek, I'm bad, you're a big ball sack. To be fair, I feel like that was a schoolyard insult somewhere in the 90s to call someone like a big ball sack.
1: Yeah. It's like the... um. It's like, oh, do you remember when you used to tell your friends, "Are like, your mama so dumb, she that that's what it reminded me of."
0: That's very nineties, very very 90s. very
1: nineties. My favorite turn. one of those was always, "Your mama so dumb, she thought boys to men was an elementary school."
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Vicky's turn, and she is reminded by Michelle that she is no stranger to a girl group. Vicky is hoping to have a bit more success now. For us who don't go there. What is said girl group from Vicky's past? Can anybody share it with us? Because I can't find any fucking information. The only thing I can find on Vicky is that she was part of Queens of London, drag Queens of London, which was like a little reality show that also featured bag of chips.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Or was she, or was she like the first
0: time it's been mentioned?
1: Or is this like a Tina burner thing where it was a boy band?
0: I don't know, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, she tells us that this band was utter chaos. I'm like, why? Please tell me. She's going to tell Michelle that she is deaf in one ear and will need clear signals. And Michelle says she's impressed that she can hold pitch. Why do we gloss over this deaf in one ear situation from Vicky Vivacious?
1: Because it's not going to be part of the story like it was with uh, Bernie when she brought it up, going blind. Uh, And they're like, we're just going to bring that up at the end and be like, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this whole season. You're not winning.
0: Now, Vicky's voice, I'm going to say, is fine. But Michelle says, good job. And I think Randy Jackson would actually say, pitchy dog.
1: Well, you know. Kara's is up. And I said, you know, Michelle never really gives really bad critiques. It will. She'll say she'll wait. That is happens on the runway where they're like, you know, we had to do quite a few takes with her. That's like that's when she'll say something bad.
0: Right. Kara's up as she has butterflies and they're fluttering. If she were to go home in a girl group, it would be the death of her. She would crawl into a ball, cry, call her mom, who would hang up. It would be that bad. But Kara is a bit of out of pitch as well, and puberty is a bitch. The moans have got her. Now the M52s arrive, and Banksy is so nervous that a little wee just went down her leg, <laughs> and that's a very long leg, so took a journey. Mm -hmm. after learning the name michelle notes that this is the most northern season they've ever had and kate is like that's why it's so good Uh, um let's check on that by the end of the season see how many northern girls actually last Mm -hmm. anyway let's run down their icks. kate says it's the people who are gorgeous beautiful stunning but have nothing going on behind the eyes and she tells her that she and michelle are gorgeous and dead clever ginger will be singing about her politics turfs and tories And Banksy will reveal that she is neither a singer nor a rapper nor much, so she will try everything to see what happens. That's the confidence I expected out of that one. But first, Kate is up. She is a bit of a raptress, and Naomi thinks Kate is a bloody booksome bad gal We hear Banksy and Ginger go, and they are very yelly in their rap, but I guess when that's all you got going for you, you gotta make it work. But Michelle will tell Ginger that her lyric, I already ate and I had ham is the dumbest certainly up there are you a fan of ham i do enjoy
1: ham mm-hmm. especially during spam? thanksgiving no no i remember spam eating lineup? spam when i was younger but i never really liked it okay but that's i fair. do but i do enjoy ham they my mom does is- a good ham during uh during the holidays
0: I love that. Naomi's turn and she will get her big ick and say that when people touch you in the club without consent and girls who don't glue their laces down. Didi, your ears burning. hmm. Now, Naomi will stumble through her lyrics before Michelle has to help her resurrect her words and it works. In this session though, we're going to get our ad libs and I feel like that's the secret content from previous seasons that we deserve to see now I know that we got to see it during UK Hun with um, Mm -hmm. the uh, United King dolls and like those riffs and everything, but I just want a full video, like give me the outtakes
1: of yeah, because they probably come up with some really stupid shit and then you're like, oh, that would have been funny to hear, but yeah
0: yeah, all right it's time to dunce now, do you like when both groups are present for each other's rehearsals? Or do you think it's mostly for television? Because like you could pick up moves by seeing what the others are doing or not doing.
1: It's mostly for television because it's you're trying to you're trying to build on the uh the more of the uh, rivalry of, like, "Mm, look at Mm -hmm. them dancing. Ooh, these girls can't dance. And you get the catty comments of the girls in the back to be, like, especially when, like, the M52s were up and Kara was like, no, that was really good. And they're like, why are you helping? She's like, it doesn't matter. You know, when they're doing shit like that, it's like, okay, I think that's more for the audience than it is for anyone else. I kind of like when they have to be themselves, though. Did you realize
0: you just came up with a fabulous drag name? Please welcome to the stage, Caddy Comments.
1: Caddy Comments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Catherine Comments. Hi, hi. My name is Catherine Comments, but everyone just calls me Caddy. There it is.
0: All right. Um, it's going to be like West Side Story, and Kara will call it like a dance off, but us musical theater Mm -hmm. geeks know that it's really called a rumble on West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Fierce Force Five will take to the floor first. As Kara will get the ladies information. they start out with a stomp. And Kate is like, "They're not going for funny." Observant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kara is going hard. As the girls will have to guide her to calm down a bit. It's too much, as they say, "Less is more." Unless you're um, Tessa or uh, Diane Brill, more is more. No, not not mm-hmm. here. Less is more. Let's go less. Kara's not a fan of DD Dee Dee talking. She just wants her to listen. And Banksy feels like she's watching the Pussycat's dolls. She's not happy. She wishes they were a bit more rubbish. Kara's really gonna drill into the drill sergeant mode. And while we know the product will be glorious, do you think she needed to go that hard on the girls?
1: No. But I also feel like that's her I feel like that's her personality, though. I think from, so what, too. from what I've gotten the last couple of episodes, she is kind of coming off a little mi- not to say militant, but it's just like She, I think Kara has a certain way to do things, and I think I have this, I have a very personality, I have the same personality when I'm at work, I always say it's like, you know, there's the right way to do it, and then there's the hairy way to do it, which is the right way to do it. You know, I think it's Mm -hmm. something like that, where it's like, I know my way is perfectly fine and right, so I don't know why you have to do it your way, because it's wrong. I think, yeah, so I feel feel like Kara, I think that's just her thing, where I think, I also feel like Kara wants this so bad, that I think it's like, you're not fucking up. You're like, you're not going to be the reason I'm in the bottom for uh, for your fuck-ups.
0: Now the tension between Car and Tamar is rising as Tomorrow will be yelled at for stepping off of the wrong leg. Uh, let's hope we don't get another roommate fight behind the scenes. It's time for the M52s to grace the stage and we will immediately have Kate tell Naomi that if there is anything she is struggling with, don't suffer in silence. Okay. Also please note. Didi's just walking her across that stage for no reason.
1: Oh yeah, like they're really making the, really... the main focus has been on like Tamara not being on the wrong right foot because she's focusing on Tamara when you're like, um Dede's there too. you should you should be make sure she's right.
0: Naomi's a bit nervous that she can dance, but she doesn't know how she will do it with her bloody knee. Kate thinks that Naomi is underplaying how much pain she is in, so she wants to play into the limp. Naomi's willing to be dragged along the stage by her other ankle or be used as a bloody mop. She is ready to do it. We're going to Kate, who will introduce a dance move called Wafty, and Ginger's like, what? Banksy is feeling everyone is being too considerate, so she will take the choreo lead even though she has no experience in it that's a choice. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, also too, I think the only the be like
0: here you do something.
1: Yeah. Well, I think from you their group, the only girl I feel like probably has some choreo background is Naomi who can't do yeah. the choreo because she fucked up her knee. So it's like, here you have the girls who don't do choreo, choreographing a girl group number. Yeah. So as Banksy's tongue,
0: telling- them to do something ginger's like do you want me to conduct while i play the saxophone with my shoe you know who's not impressed by that the girls on the other side of the stage so ginger is like is it weird that no one is facing out for the first line of the song Kate's like no it's a mystery this group is not the tea at this moment not Mm -hmm. at all michael thinks they're going for comedy and questions whether it's giving comedy or drunk nanas on a night out (laughs) <laughs> what's wrong with that that's fun i'm all
1: for drunk nanas come on
0: now cara will give the girls some advice and michael's like don't give them advice to Kara's credit she doesn't want them to look like shit mm-hmm. now as they continue on banksy will share her lyric of their face is full of filler and their egos are ginormous and we will cut straight over to Tamara, who thinks the song is now about her and we'll talk about how that ends later, but usually when you feel like something's about you and it's really not, that's a reflection on you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. is like, I didn't point to you, Tamara, but she will tell her that she will break her seven foot, whatever they are called, and she's like, they're called pegs because they are just <laughs> so skinny. Skin. <laughs> now more choreo, which will include picking Teeth, scratch bum, and the edit is really trying to make, get us to think that this is a banana drama redux.
1: Mm-hmm. Remember them? Oh god. Yeah. That, I, that, that I that almost because up. I couldn't find an image of the girl group. I almost just did the Joe Black with the thumbs up and be like, yeah. that's gonna be my background. That's gonna be my background. But then I found then I found this this one th- of them in Untucked So I was like, oh perfect. There we go.
0: Do you think RuPaul's been blocked by HM?
1: Didn't she have like a deal with them at one point? I felt like years mm-hmm. ago she did. I don't know. I think HM doesn't care. <laughs> They're like, we're destroying the Ginger's planet. Who feeling, cares?
0: Ginger's are feeling that they are about to prove the other girls right when they are left to each other and like they were had about a bad disease. They are proving how diseased they are, but this is all for edit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all for edit. It's all, all, all for, for edit. edit.
0: It's the day of the girls' group, y'all, and Fierce Force 5 coordinated their outfits for the day while M52s are just getting out of a car. <laughs> At the table, someone will be like, it's step up. And Didi is like, it's when you're at the school disco and you have two sides, the crickets, and Michael is like, "No one remembers school," which is the T. <laughs> I don't remember my schooling either.
1: What were school dances? I never went to those. Now, <laughs> I was now, the uncool. new development
0: morning is Naomi's me. Yeah. Her knee is on the rough side, but her group has pulled through and they have adapted their performance to cater to her knee. Naomi will now be sat on a sofa while the other girls will twirl around her while she's serving ill, which is funny that they chose the word twirl. (laughs) They will be going for Naomi's got a bad knee, but they're all still dancing. Can't wait to see how Uh this turns out. Tamara is worried for them anyway, let alone with a bad knee. She says you look at them and you, you don't see girl group. She sees misfits. What's wrong with Misfits?
1: I'm sorry. The Misfits were amazing. Their songs were better.
0: It's time to get into face and discuss their pop icons. Kate shares that hers is the first CD she remembers her parents having. She remembers putting it on in the living room and strutting around. It was her first lip sync performance. Banksy notes that as queer people, when you feel so isolated as a child, music brings it out of you. Kate will say that an old wise woman said music makes the people come together. <laughs> do you know who that wise old woman was?
1: Of course I do. It's Madonna. No, just checking. just checking.
0: Michael notes with the icons, they all fought and struggled and says as young gay kids, you look at that and think there is hope. Did you have that growing up when it came to music? Were you, were you, did you have your diva?
1: I don't think I really like growing up. I, I, cause the thing is, I was like, I'm the fourth child of five. And the age difference between me and my older siblings are 14, 13 and 12 years. So when I was born, they mm-hmm. were all in their teens. So by the time I got to being like cognizant. They were all like in high school or junior high into high school, so I kind of like liked what they liked. So it's like it, it helped really. Like, mm-hmm. Why I have such the big array of musical taste is my oldest sister was very much. She was the '80s new wave um, kind of bands like Depeche Mode, Culture Club. Um, she had p- mm-hmm. pictures of the uh, the Village People in her room. My sister after her was more like R and B pops. So it was like that where you got the Madonna, the Whitney Houston, uh, and then my brother was hair metal. So it's like a lot of Twisted Sister. And like, you know, then he got into grunge later on. And then when it came to me and my younger sister, she she was, she was, she's the one that she liked hip hop and rap and all that shit. Um, So I just like took everything. And my mom was a big Elvis fan. She loved disco. My dad loved his oldies. So I kind of just got everything. So I never really had like, a diva per se, because I think I was just like devouring everything. Like, I think so. I think if, if I had to pick one from when I was like in my early teens, I, I was really big into Mariah Carey until probably, yeah, until probably about high school. Then I like moved on from her into like other groups like Garbage, Depes- uh, Depes- not Depression, but like Garbage, no doubt, and Smashing Pumpkins. And it's like that's where I kind of was like leaning myself towards before I got to college.
0: That's fair. I mean, for me, I very much in my cognitive music era, I think it was a lot of um, classic rock. And I don't know why or how classic rock became my thing, but I remember like listening to a lot of like Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, and really liking that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. at at the same time, still having Britney Spears and Steps because, you know, Disney Channel would have those little specials and they'd be like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Um, But like with the, music being classic rock predominantly obviously my number one forever and always is queen and queen then established my future music as i learned the artists who were influenced by queen um Mm -hmm. and we all know i love me a skrelting tenor so if you give me freddy i have to have the Scissor sisters and mika and Mm -hmm. and fun and all those bands that's the kind of music that really informed me and i think that's kind of what they're talking about well i didn't necessarily have a female diva i have freddie I have yeah mhm
1: and as we saw freddie is among the icons
0: Oh, we'll get there we will get there now michael says music was an escape for her while she was terrified to know who she was she would sit in her room and listen to albums on repeat for hours and hours on end she shares that the spice girls were the lightning bolt moment for her and shaped who she was in drag she is there today because of the spice girls and too bad there's not a spice who can spice up her life with an appearance this week on the show posh we're waiting for you
1: i know she's the only one she's the only one
0: Michael will note to Kara that she was quite personal with her message and her lyrics. She says she wanted to make it a message of being a Black trans person because before she actually came to terms with her transness, she was in a completely different world. She says that from the age of six, every day she would wake up and think that she wasn't in the right body and would look at herself and not be happy. She was a sad little child. And we're going to graciously see photos of Kara as a child pre-transition. And just how brave she is for allowing the show to share these is huge. Like, that's a massive impact that mm-hmm. I just don't think some people understand. Yeah. She tells us that she would sit in a room watching music videos of the Pussycat Talls and said she wanted to be like that girl, a.k.a. Nicole Scherzinger. Michael asked her just how she got her start in her journey, and Kara reveals that she thought her drag was just a manifestation of that woman she wanted to be, but realized it was her. She's been doing drag for seven years, and drag 100% helps her find her trans identity. It was her first step feeling femininity, and then she didn't want to take the drag off and she was she a man in drag or a woman in drag? She says saying it out loud is when the door opened. She said she ha- was done and was going to make it happen to be the person she wanted to be. She wishes the world would have made it easier to be open, but it breaks you down and makes you feel like there is something wrong with you. She states that she wouldn't have gone through so much depression in her life if she had what she needed. If she were given information about what trans people go through or would have heard other people's stories, there is no handbook or class of the trans experience. They only teach you from the cisgender perspective. If she had more information, she would have been able to vocalize it way sooner in her life. And the biggest weight was taken off her shoulders just the first day she took hormones. She sees kids now who are actually trans and says that the acceptance is coming, but not quick enough. So she's here now telling her story and I love that this story will help at least one person out there watching the show. Mm-hmm.
1: It just said that it took, uh, what, nine seasons on the U.S. show to finally, like, allow a queen to say they were trans without them having to hide their transness. Um, right. Because it's just like, you know, it would have made things so much easier. Because they had the girls who came out as trans in the show either at some point, but it was like, it, was, it wasn't it was really quite the same uh, like you right. know
0: Tara says she's over three months into her hormones she's feeling lovely and touching on her titties they feel good she knows is still in cocoon stage but she's confident as a person and she is ready she is a black trans woman um, this girl she's getting a lot of screen time and mm-hmm. it's helping my theory that she might win and if she doesn't there's going to be some outrage because she's good
1: She's such yeah. an important role model for. Mm-hmm. Rack. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, right you now she
0: watch. Oh, go
1: ahead. Yeah, I'd say right now I feel like she is one of the front runners for it. And unless she does something like that, like fucks up, like you know, like she like she bombs snatch game or something like that. I can. That's like the only things I can see like her going out. But I'm all. She's also a very strong lip singer, so I'm like I I could also see. Right. Like, you know, even if she falters, I think she could still survive on based on that little lip sync alone.
0: We've got some girl groups to watch. Mother is rides Ready for a show wearing a very short silver number. That was a cute look. Mm-hmm. She's ready to go to the discotheque. <laughs> Speaking of, our panel includes Michelle Visage, Graham Norton, and the iconic Sophie Alice Baxter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love her. She's so good. She's got some great songs like... I don't know, something about disco, discotheque and Murder on the Dance Floor.
1: Murder on the Dance the Floor.
0: Just options that we could have used, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, didn't <sighs> they, they use Murder on, on the Dance
1: Floor for, for uh, they've already used down Murder under. on the They did it this year, too, on Down, down Under. under.
0: Mm-hmm. Down Under. It was Down Under. It wasn't here. It was Down Under. We had Supernova twice last year. I don't care what anyone fucking says. We could have had Murder on the Dance Floor twice. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitter at all. Um, all right, let's go. Don't ick my yum. Bye, Fierce Force 5 it's giving girl group energy the track was kind of reminding me of this is your night took me back to the 90s you know the track i'm sorry listen
1: it's the know. this is the night is it for free until the yeah. morning light? okay yeah who was that yeah, one that was one. that yeah yeah was that amber
0: don't ask me names for one hit wonders i don't know like maybe probably i don't know
1: i don't remember there, um, there was a flu the energy was, was right slew.
0: from the start you have tomorrow Tomorrow, popping out, then Kara, then Vicky, and Didi, and Michael, and boom, the music breaks. Gets the girls downstage as they stomp on down. They knew how to tackle this challenge. Yeah, like good for Kara. We'll talk about her later, but she knew what was right for the energy of this track. Yep. We start with Michael Maruli, and I am sorry, but that glitter chest was just a fucking callback to Miss Vanjie. <laughs> I too thought it was hair
1: it was a little distracting because well especially because michael has like has like a very like pan-ish skin tone so that glitter yeah, was just yeah. like it was one of those things where it's like he dropped the bottom and was like uh this is the best i could do to like clean up
0: yeah um well i didn't love the look it for me was a bit busy and veered a little bit into the land of 80s workout rather than 90s yeah uh, she did give us the what's the crack and i'm like where's blue i miss blue remember her <laughs> uh
1: she's on binge blue, queen mommy, she's re- redoing the, the season She sure is
0: um i think Michael's fine not a standout of the group in my opinion mm-hmm. vicky is up and i swear she is wearing dear friend of the podcast mandy and cats wardrobe with that iridescent top like the bitch <laughs> probably handed it off after dracon um vocally great and she likes animals. I mm-hmm. like the the twinks only, but there's that.
1: There's that. Mm-hmm. Um I will
0: say that her face did not match her recording vocals,
1: if that means No, sense. no. I, I was I was looking at like her face had like was did feel off compared to like what her what her vocals were. It was um, fatigued. Yeah, well I also feel like I think like her vocals didn't like weren't quite like the dance moves that we were getting that's the one thing where it's like i feel like they always they don't they don't really like listen to the tracks as they're doing it. it's more like we're learning the dance move yeah, based right. on like the songs that were that you know you know your lyrics but it's like here sometimes when the lyrics get put to the beat of the song you're like doesn't quite match up to the beat but it's like so you're gonna look weirder when you do it
0: I think the group choreo was in sync and really 90s, and I felt like this entire number could have been an inch for your vision. Yeah. hmm We are up to Didi wearing a blue fur moment, and that is well... It's Baby Spice, but not Baby Spice, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, She did fine, but that B- Didi smashed onto the floor, girl, your panties were showing. It was so weird. <sighs> Caramel was the moment. She looked hot. She sounded great. She did what baby wished she would have accomplished last season on the Girl Group Challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The cartwheel paired with that Miss Action Shiro pose was perfect. Now... I think I can do part of their choreo with like the jumping and the punching part, but this was just not as iconic in choreo when it comes to like UK Hunter Breakup Bye Bye. Yeah. That was for me, the best audience participation choreo for a girl group challenge. And I think that's one thing going into the seasons that a lot of Queens forget about is mm-hmm. to have longevity with a song. It's not just about listening to it. It's about engaging the audience. If they can dance along to it or know the moves, just like with pop stars and music Mm -hmm. videos. That's where we connect to the song. They just didn't have it. I think Kara really went a little too hard and forgot about that
1: part. Yeah, because even if you do something like BDE, the fact when you listen to BDE and you hear the ha ha, you the, want your che- yeah, you want to put your chest out because it's like that's something where it's just like that's something memorable. Yeah, because breakup Bye Bye, you have the whole hand thing with the turn yeah. UK because the UK hug with them with them coming down and doing the slaps is something that has been brought into like almost every season everything. now does does the the slap everything. thing everything has the slap um,
0: the human centipede as I call it the
1: human centipede exactly the drag centipede. Um. Yeah, and the other thing that the only thing about Kara that did bother me was her her score her uh, her uh, skirt because you could see know, can see it behind you that her it's like yeah, it wasn't long enough to cover the panty, but it was like oh, but also it's like she couldn't do she needed something like that. It was one of those things where it's because of her movements, no matter what she did, it was going to always ride up unless she had done like mm-hmm. a like unless she had done like a bodysuit on the bottom then it wouldn't have been a problem but yeah it was a thing yeah. where I'm just like going your pink panties are like showing every time you move because the skirt is just not long enough to cover with the amount of like vavado you are putting into the song
0: car closing us out again her outfit was perfect I have a feeling that she and Car coordinated before they left for their cruise yes they're mm-hmm. very similar she was in her element and a lot of fun to watch that jump split was right yep. overall they did great and ending with a five-person dip moment good for them here's my controversial take yeah it is probably number three of the drag race group girl groups this song I would actually drop to number four. I think "Come Alive" is a better song.
1: "Come Alive" is a better song. Yeah.
0: Don't hate because you couple. have
1: because you can play with the "I won't stop till you come." I won't stop till you come exactly. alive. You have like it's a lot. It's better. That one I've played. Well, I've played
0: on repeat. This one I haven't. Yeah, I have not played yeah, this one on repeat yet. I um, haven't. I
1: think I've I listened you know to I've them listen once through. Hmm.
0: I've listened to BBE. BMX bitches more than this one. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. The down under track's so fucking good. All right, let's talk about. <laughs> Don't make my It's right? the
1: only <laughs> thing good about that, under.
0: There is a couch on that stage. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Where did you think they got that couch? Did they pull that from Untucked?
1: That, that got pulled from the workroom. Yeah, exactly. That's the workroom
0: couch. So the number starts with Naomi on the couch, feeling the fantasy, and Banksy and Ginger coming to the couch, but Kate is not there. It was a very long portion where she was just MIA, and I know it was for her entrance, but that is such an insane risk.
1: Yeah. Th- I did think so. I think that was an and insane that's another risk theory. Of being like, you only have, there's only, there's, like, there's only so much you can do. But also, too, it's like you're having all three of them there doing the same thing around the couch. Would have been like, okay, this right. gag is already boring.
0: And I and I think the other thing is going into my conspiracy theory is knowing that it was potentially an elimination because they had to adjust their entire choreo for Naomi, mm-hmm. um, it was that's why they were able to be like, whatever, let's put on a show that looks good.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: For all my foot fetishists out there, you had your moment when Ginger put Naomi's full hoof in her mouth and played it like a sax. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a thing that happened on the BBC.
1: Well, you know the BBC also has naked attraction, so it's not the worst thing we've seen.
0: Well, listen, listen, it's on Max now, so us Americans can watch it. Should we
1: want to watch it?
0: I watched I, I... one episode while I was in the UK, and
1: I have been. I have been. Binging. Okay, that was an interesting moment. I yeah. have been binging it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been on my background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, choices.
0: How <laughs> could it be in your background if you
1: just glance over? Like,
0: I oh, I see the I mean, penises. Homosexual.
1: I see the penises. Then I'm like, all right, we're good. You know, it's not like they're, they're just there. I'll look and be like, that's pretty. Oh, no. Mm-mm. But mm-hmm. I can always get to like when it gets down to like I can usually get like when it gets to like the third and fourth rounds, I'm always like that's just they're going to get rid of. That's what they're gonna get rid of. And then it's usually I'm usually right on who they pick.
0: Kate is up first and well. I don't love her look. I love that she gave us a completely different version. Uh so kudos for Kate. Mm-hmm. Her lyrics were fun and she served. Like, I think she might be an underdog. Like, time for therapy, but like she might actually be very good at this game of drag race
1: yeah like honestly she was the highlight of the makeover challenge not the makeover challenge the 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 design challenge last week when she was when she was talking to the horse being like and then kara said it was like that moment was like this is the moment of the episode right there
0: banksy trying to sing was a choice so Mm -hmm. she is so tall and that was a long catsuit of the same material she is lucky the results were what they were Now, since they can't do girl group choreo as a quartet, they will do a lot of trio action and a lot of walking and posing while Naomi Mm -hmm. is having a blast on the couch. Again, when it comes to doing something good and um, what on Ginger Johnson, though I do feel like her look went a little too early 2000s with the clashing patterns um, and the denim. I think her voice was great. Her lyrics were profound and campy all in one. And It's time for a breakdown from Naomi. Mm -hmm. Her look was spicy and her lyrics were great. I know her lip sync was a bit messy in parts, but she probably was on painkillers.
1: My guess is, yeah. Because you, you, if if her leg was killing her that much, she probably was on some good painkillers. Yeah.
0: Overall, they were impressive. They made the best out of their situation.
1: And mm-hmm. then as a group,
0: probably one of the better losing groups in UK Girl Group Group Challenge history.
1: Yeah, because it's like of the other ones, there wasn't like each of them like the look maybe wasn't as cohesive, but they worked with what they had, and I thought like all of their lyrics were good. It wasn't like because sometimes you always have that one girl who's like, "Really, is this what we're talking about?" Or when you or when you listen to the uh, the people who do the my favorite verses, like uh like tearless and you realize how many girls say snatched waist um like yeah. snatch face tiny waist i'm like going like okay if you're skinny please those are the two things can we not talk about your your waist yeah. size and your face being snatched i'm like it, it's it's been done and anytime a queen anytime a queen says yeah. give me the crown i'm like going oh girl you're in the bottom this week don't don't put that's that's a curse that's a curse
0: All right, category is night of a Thousand Pop Icons. In honor of the runway, we're going to play Pop of the Charts or Can't Pop, Won't Pop. (laughs)
1: Can't Pop, Won't Pop. Mm
0: -hmm. Vicky Vivacious, Freddie Mercury, Look by James McIver Costumes, Hair by Webster Wigs, Mustache by Krylon, Jewels by Crown Jewels UK. Listen, that's my hero. That's my icon. We have had other iterations of this Freddie before, so in my ideal world, I would have loved a different Freddie. Dare I say, give me, I want to break free music video, Freddie. But what she served was a loving homage and was Freddie to a T. I think having a drag face for this was the right move. It could have used a bit more razzle dazzle, but it did its job.
1: Yeah. No, I'd agree. I'm like, because we had Lady Camden do a very similar start before she fell mm-hmm. in and came up and was like, oh, I'm more like, you know, here's my mustache. But I feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like someone Patty has Pam, Patty done Patty
0: Pam did this exact look
1: Patty, Patty Pam, Pam did this that one because one. Um, I thought I I could have yeah. sworn I've seen someone do the break free Freddy but maybe I'm thinking about something else they all blend together after a while but yeah no, I, I thought you know I, I'm pretty I, much a yeah a we Vicky. might
0: have got something similar to it
1: but yeah I, I, just, I really I kind of am a Vicky stan she is my crush of the season she's my trade I've been liking the older queens, except for Italia, where I where I picked the baby because she's so cute, damn her. Um But yeah, no, this is a top of the pops for is it pop of the pops? What what do we say for the good one? Pop of the charts. Pop of the charts. It's a pop, it's a pop of the charts for me.
0: Michelle says she likes that she sang and went her own way with it. She says her energy was a little bit less than the others for her look. She loves the shoes and the Freddie that she chose Graham tells her that every moment she's on stage, grab it and tells her that her voice was very impressive. He says the look really works and that it is beautifully put together, calling it a drag Freddie Mercury. Sophie says that there's just enough talk about pasties and pops and thanks her for rectifying them. She will tell them all that they were kind of her girl brand. With her Freddy she says there is an elegance to it with the beauty of the makeup and Ruth says her face looks so gorgeous that she doesn't know what she's had done. And Vicky will say that she is not shy to say that she's only had botox around the eyes which <laughs> Ruth calls child's play. I, the same age as Vicky, she's actually younger than I am, have had nothing done to my face. Imagine if I did, it's game over for you, fucking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pop of the charts for me. <laughs> Audience, 91% pop of the charts, 9% can't pop go pop. Did you this Doing Nicki Minaj look by VS Designers hair by Luna Bundy? I mean, good thing is that she only like copied the look and nothing else about Nicki Minaj yeah um i think it does read nikki but i don't know if it's for me uh like iconic enough i love the construction of this outfit she has the right swerves and curves it's so mm-hmm. nice seeing her give a look that's not completely top heavy just top heavy in the dark.
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh the
0: hair is great i will say that the nikki minaj influence on the drag scene is strong because this felt like a typical drag club look i just would love her to push a little harder
1: yeah, like when when she walked out, I was trying to guess who they were before before they said who they were. And I didn't automatically was like, Nicki Minaj? Like when they said it, I was like, Okay, yeah, I can I, I totally see it. But I just felt like I'm like, for 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 how for who I've seen of Didi so far, this is not who I thought would have been her icon. I just feel like this is an outfit she could make really easily because she probably made most of her stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. So I was very much like, and it doesn't read, there's nothing really spectacular about this look. It does read very much like drag. Um, So I think it like, it fit the brief, but I wasn't excited about it.
0: Michelle says she was so much fun to watch. She says there were moments she was ahead of the game with the choreography and could see her thinking. She lives for the way she paints her face, but tells her that she does that thing with the nose where she takes it to a point and it's very dark and challenges her to lighten it a little. She says she is giving them Nicki Minaj. Graham says that it was almost like she couldn't wait to do the next big bit, but says she looked like she was having the best time. Ru will mention that they all gravitated toward one another and says the group was formed by God. She says her look is really fantastic and says she is a big Nicki Minaj fan, thinks that this is something she would love to wear. Sophie says she brought the playfulness in the pop. She knows that a lot of her lyrics were about makeup, and she can see why, as her face is pretty phenomenal. I will give this a
1: pop of the charts. It's a soft pop for me.
0: The audience, 76% pop of the charts, 24% percent can pop, will pop. Caramel doing Beyonce, look by Trashy Planets. We have Beyonce at Coachella, and yes, this was a moment. Bow down, bitches. Kara just exudes confidence, and this was it. I think, again, it feels a bit safe in the sense that this is a drag look. Mm
1: -hmm. It's a
0: faithful tribute done flawlessly.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Like, I feel like it it fit, this would have fit right into last season's or season 14, season 14, season 15's Night of a Thousand Beyoncé's perfect Mm -hmm. perfectly would fit right in there um it does give regal which i think is part of cara's brand that we've seen so far um yes i just hope she doesn't want to be beyonce for snatch game because that never works for anybody
0: (laughs) no it does not Mm -mm. um or enos brazil just don't do enos
1: brazil i watched those episodes back to back and i was like Okay, if you're eating Brazil, you're in the bottom. Because <laughs> I'm like, that was so random that they were two weeks apart, and I was like, oh my god, you girls! Oh, it was yeah. so funny.
0: Michelle says she had such a fun time coaching her as she was having a hard time finding the pitch but tells her she persevered pushed through and did it she says what was very obvious was she choreographed the show because she was so in and so watchable with the look she says this is what Miss Caramel is about she says the headpiece in the cape fit her beautifully and gave them attitude from Queen Bee that they needed when she walked down the stage Graham says it was at times like Caramel and Friends but says it worked he says her look is a feast for the eyes Sophie tells her she looks so beautiful under the girl group, she noticed she's a really good dancer. She tells her that her reference points are kind of similar to how she likes her girl groups. Rue says that this girl group has such superstar energy and says that you can look at a group and tell who the choreographer is in it. Kara will joke that it was tomorrow, to which Rue will tell her well, tomorrow, give you a run for your money, saying that bitch can dance. This is a pop of the
1: charts. This is a pop of the charts. I also found it funny how how they praised Kara for her being the dancer she was, but when you flat, go back a couple seasons to you down under one, where Spanky Jackson essentially did the same thing and was in the bottom because she took too much focus. It's like when they like you, not Spanky Jackson. Uh, I mean, um, Electra, Electra, Electra Shock. Um, yes. when they like you, if you're if you're if you're pulling focus in a girl group challenge, it's fine. But when they're like uh, about you. it it will end in the bottom. So, you know, double standards in Drag Race. I love it.
0: It's 98% pop of the charts, 2% can't pop, won't pop. Tamar Thomas, Elvis Presley. No designers listed. We've seen a lot of Elvis impersonators in America, so this felt Mm -hmm. very much like that. I love the jacket and the pants and how they are stoned for filth. The heels are a great interpretation of the Elvis vibe. I will say this could have been even draggier had the hair been like double the size. Mm -hmm. This felt... Post gig look that happened to be fabulous with the face still on. It's good. Just again, we want an icon that works for a drag look.
1: Yeah, like especially also these type of Elvis's looks also had like when he opened his arms had that kind of like cape vibe to it. Like that's what I was missing from fringe. it. Like the fringe and also the fact when they were like it's Demi Moore and I'm like yes. It's Demi Moore does Elvis. I was like, ooh. And she has for- no
0: idea who Demi Moore she is. She has Tom no idea
1: me. who Demi Moore is. But I'm like, I know who she is. I'm, I'm what old? Um, but yeah, it's like her face has been one of those like, I'm like, who does she look like in drag? Like, or the face reminds me of someone. The moment it said Demi Moore here, I'm like going, that's who she's been, that's who it's in my head I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I for me, it wasn't, I don't think it was, it wasn't drag enough but it fit the challenge, it fit the brief of the runway. Um, I just think she could have amplified it a little more.
0: Michelle says she could not take her eyes off of her, saying she was giving them Nicole Scherzinger the house down, boots, thigh, high, everything else on the runway. She tells her in a drag competition she wants more to me more. Graham says she looked like she was in a girl group, a really slutty one. He says there is a lot of beautiful beating on her look, but would have liked it to be a Drag Elvis rather than just a really beautiful Elvis. Mm-hmm. Sophie says she was a lovely to watch and her jump split was fantastic. And Rue says the moment she stepped onto the stage, they knew exactly what she was serving. Tamara says she feels like a fucking star and Rue says she is. Keep that one in the back of your mind because this girl's not leaving. It's mm-hmm. a soft pop of the charts.
1: Yeah, I'll give her a soft soft uh, top of the charts as well.
0: Audience, 76% pop of the charts, 24% can't pop, woe pop. Michael Marulli doing the Spice Girls look by Sabin Verlade Loeffer, here by Marcos Wiggs. I know I'm going to be the severe minority here, but I hate this. First, the photo on Instagram that World of Wonder posted, the sporty spice orange panel looks sued. Just saying, on film it's more pronounced in orange, just a note. I don't think this is well as executed. We have seen others bomb trying to do all five at once. At least Franken Spice here was mildly original. I don't know if it's, it, it, yes, it's drag, but I don't love how it looks. And listen, if you're going to splice it up, I need multiple faces. I had the same face on there.
1: You're right. You are in the minority because I fucking love this.
0: Yeah. Nicole noscopy read me and she's like you don't who, who hated this is like me I
1: hated it I liked it I because it's like it's very much playing on the I'm my biggest my biggest influence is this band and I don't want to play favorites by being one I want to be them all the only thing I would have changed was how big the stitches were because they're really big right. on I don't I don't think I mind the big stitches on the clothes. But I think when it came to her face, around that's where I was like, "It's too big. They need to be a little bit if smaller." If you're going to do
0: the stitch, get then you have to have different mm-hmm. faces. It was not different faces.
1: Yeah, she really, Yeah, she's wearing this, yeah, the same. That's the dramaturgy wearing, coming out. Yeah, she is wearing like she should have done two different eyes. Even if she did the same lip, because a lot of times the, the girls would wear. I, I the 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 lips were one would have been fine because a lot of the girls wear the same colors. But I think if she was doing like. A quintessential ginger eye on one and a quintessential baby blue on the other. I think that might have worked a little bit better. Um But yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it. I thought it was a fun take that uh we haven't quite seen on the on the runway.
0: Michelle says she was super fun to watch. She will tell her that she likes to do glitter on the chest and she is all for it, but tells her to lighten the load. She tells her the look is weird and scary and ginger and baby and posh. Graham says he thought she was trying to cover up chest tattoo he says the thing he will remember from the night is the look he worries that people watching will have post-traumatic spice disorder he says it's so clever sophie says she loves the fact that she had some lovely delicate lyrics about a big ball sack she says why be one icon you can be five and says she executed the aesthetic really well with all the movements that she could recognize and read all the different spice girls michael will tell her that she is a massive fan which sophie is like why didn't you come as me then funny 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 <laughs> i'm
1: Sophie going to was go really with good can't this, pop this won't episode pop. it was very good mm. can't pop won't pop i hated it um it's a top of the charts for me
0: audience 68 percent pop of the charts 32 percent can't pop won't pop banksy doing david bowie look by lloyd james not the same bowie reference twice in one drag race year i think banksy nailed this it it's a tall replication of the source material. I oh, love perfect, how evocative yeah. and brazen this is because with her height, there is a lot to see in the pant area. But this is an icon for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. This, this look, when she walked the runway, especially given her height, it really did really, like, show this weird just position about from, like, the big wide legs to her smaller frame on top. Yeah, it was just, like, it was just great.
0: I will go pop of the charts.
1: Pop of the charts for me too.
0: Audience loved it 100% pop of the charts. Miss Nami Carter doing Beyonce. No designers listed. Hold up. She don't love you like I love you. It's a great Beyonce moment, but it's so simple. It's not yellow enough. It needed to be amped up to a lemonade level. I think the hair is great. She does look like a witch in the production photo shared because the way she is posed, it looks like the bat looks like a broom. For me, it's a very safe look, and I think Naomi has very little room right now to be safe at all.
1: Yeah. I also felt like because of the length of the dress, she was like, Oh, this is perfect. I can hide my foot. But then she said, I'm wearing heels. And I was right. like, Why? Why are you go- girl? You're going to be out next week. Stop this. She takes a um, tumble. She's gone. She, exactly. Um, yeah. It was like, especially if we're c- comparing the Beyoncé's, you know. Kara obviously elevated it, where I feel, I also feel like this is also showing Naomi's age, where it's like, she's still, she's still learning stuff. And I feel like, I feel like she still needs some time to fester and in her dragness. So I feel like, I don't, I don't see her, I don't, because of the whole, even with the ankle thing, um, or The knee thing, I don't think she's gonna last much longer, but i also feel like she's a great potential to come back in an all star season after she's like had that time to develop herself more to come back even stronger, uh, than before.
0: I will give this a soft pop of the charts,
1: a soft, soft top,
0: yeah. Uh, audience 63% pop of the odds, well, top charts, 37% can't pop, won't pop. Ginger Johnson doing Elton John. No designers listed. Okay, listen. I knew it was Elton because Elton and his colorful chicken look is a moment we will always know for him. Mm -hmm. But this is just not nearly enough to do Elton. Where the glass is? Why is it a bodysuit? I know I have been asking them to drag it up for this challenge, but this went way too far into basic drag. This was such a missed opportunity.
1: I can see. Yeah, I can see what you what you um what you wanted. I, I don't I thought she did a great drag version of this look so I didn't mind that it was too draggy because um, like we said with Tamara it wasn't drag enough where I feel like this one mm-hmm. went in that aspect yeah I can think it's just like it's like more of a like inspired by instead of a replica yeah. um but I I didn't mind it as much it was probably like not my favorite of the night but it wasn't like the worst thing to walk the runway. But how
0: often do we see Ellen John without glasses?
1: Maybe, she, a, maybe do, she, maybe she, maybe she broke them. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they were on the floor them. when Naomi and Didi hit, hit bones, and one of them broke broken. She's like, "Those are my glasses for next week." See,
0: I'm gonna give it a can pop. Will pop.
1: It's a soft pop for me
0: audience 27% pop of the charts 73% can't pop won't pop and Kate Butch doing Shania Twain look by Kate we all know this look it's Shania in the moment mm-hmm. she became a global superstar the problem with this look is simply what she did last week knowing she had this in her arsenal to come why the hell did she give us animal print two weeks in a row also the clashing prints are not flattering here dare I say it don't impress me much her mug it looks like she just smelled a fart. What works was the gimmick. She knows presentation is her forte. Mm-hmm. This was just mediocre.
1: Um, I didn't mind the look. I, You know what? Sometimes, because the thing is, she didn't know when this runway was coming. So the fact that you, like, to say she did um, the animal print last episode, knowing that this was on the docket, but they never know when the runways happen. So I didn't mind that, like, it like, it's ended up being, like, oh, kind of the same thing twice. Because that happened to a couple of girls seasons ago where it's, like, you're wearing the same color every week, only because it's, like, yes, because every runway has been this the same theme that connects all these colors. Um, I will say, it's, like, it was very much, like, if the, it read to replica for me. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, if you're gonna do Shania Twain, this is... If you're not doing this, you're doing the, um... Um... Oh, the one that she's the the parody of uh, the Robert Palmer video where she, where it's the, mm-hmm. where the suit kind of thing. The addicted, um, I can't remember the song uh, for that one, but it's a parody of um, Addicted to Love. Um, right. Those are like the two iconic Shania looks in my opinion. But yeah, I will say, I think, I think if Kate had like tweaked her makeup a little bit, I think I would have liked it a little bit better, but I also feel like it was Kate being Kate still. I don't. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's a can't pop, won't pop for me.
1: It's it's a very 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 soft uh um top of the charts for me because it's. A, I, 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 it I like the replica. I like the replica. Sixty-one
0: percent pop of the charts, thirty-nine percent can't won't pop. Rue has made some decisions, and the m 52s is that they are safe. And the shock of all shocks, Fierce Force 5 are the winners of the week. There are no bottoms, but there will only be one Rue Peter badge. Again, do you think the case of no eliminations is happening because of the math of losing multiple queens? And was this the right challenge to save all the girls?
1: Um. I figured when we when when we got the non-elimination in episode one, it was because up there they had eleven queens and the work order was for twelve. So I was like, okay, we're doing anomaly first episode, fine with that. Then this hiccup happened, so I expected that at some point in the season we would get a double Shantae. Right. So Same. I think either Rue didn't want to get rid of Naomi right away. Um, and I think that's what... I Because I think I think Naomi would have been in the bottom. Um, I, I don't know who would have been with her. Either, yeah, it would have either been Ginger or Kate with her. And because Naomi couldn't really perform, no matter what the other two girls did, it would probably would have warranted Naomi going home. So and I, I also feel like they also needed nine girls for next week, though. So it was like a double-edged sword of like... I don't think they want... They were like, we just lost this girl... And especially given the where they didn't, we're not going to talk about her kind of thing, it would have felt weird. Like, either it would have been like next week, they're like, we're bringing a girl back kind of thing. Cause that's what really I half expected. Right. I kind I was wondering if they were going to be like, at the start of this episode, be like, and we're bringing back Alexis and we're just not going to explain it like we do with Art Simone. And it's now we're back to 10. Right. And someone's going home.
0: The M52s are backstage and Kate will co. Oh, Mr. Nia Twain, looks like they made it. Look how far they've come, my babies. Naomi is feeling bloody relieved to be safe as they all pulled through as a team because teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. Now, Banksy will be like, could you imagine if any of them were in that other group? I mean, I could, and that would have been an elimination this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but we were it would have It would have been. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, the if, girls they, if, who they, won, if the pretty girls had gotten rid of, like I said, if Dee Dee was in that group, they still would have won. But I don't know how Didi right. would have worked with the other girls. That's that's That that would have been the key. Right.
0: Now, the pretty girls won with their splits on a girl group challenge. As Kate says, good for them. Naomi knows the girls ran past her because she has a dodgy knee. But Banksy is like, it was your personality as well. Come on, <laughs> sisterhood. We love it. Ginger <laughs> says she spent a lot of the day with Naomi's foot in her mouth. And she hopes that'll be the last body part she'll have to insert in her mouth to get through this competition. You know the story producer begged her to say that.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Ginger won't be shady and fun. As she says, the other girls were amazing. And Banks is like, I'll be shady and fun, but it's too late. The tops are back. And the girls are going to all cheers and do the eyes, eyes, eyes. And they sounded like the little seagulls from finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. who will brag about being in the top again, tells the girls that she has been in her head since she has been there. And that was the first time she had fun. She tells that the girls that they love the look and her makeup. And some of the girls in the room are just staring at her and being like,
1: quiet child shut up mm-hmm.
0: tomorrow thinks didi
1: to uh... Well, she's gonna change her name to didi
0: yeah uh, didi will say she doesn't class herself as a makeup girl and tomorrow's like i don't either it's awful <laughs> here's her friendship we love him yep kara feeling very good but vicky wants to know how the winning group feels about how the winning group all normally gets a badge this time not so much and Didi's like i'm not upset And i'm like okay shut up yes you are you knew you weren't going to get the, rat- the mm-hmm. win anyway now that they're all safe banksy has a question what do they think of their number we're going to get some crickets some long size apparently not much and tomorrow we'll tell them that it was camp fun and had a couch <laughs> so shady come on girls
1: yeah she'll then cool. tell naomi
0: that she forgot about the knee as she was rocking it, and vicky tells her that her lyrics were banging Naomi will give credit to Kate, who helped her where she had a moment. And Kate says she just helped make it rhyme. So humble, so humble. Vicky will ask Banksy if her lyrics, you know, need any shade thrown toward it. So get the popcorn ready. Banksy says in confessional, it's not her fault. Tamara has a face full of filler. And if she paid for it, good, but get her money back. <laughs> so Banksy will tell Tamara that she has to ask herself the question. Yes, her face is full of filler, but is her ego enormous? Answer it for yourself. They're gonna play um a little fight game here. Um, tomorrow's gonna pass the cocktail over to Kara. This is now the second time we're gonna see tomorrow Thomas get into a fake fist fight in one episode. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's gotten to bar fights before? I feel like she has.
1: Um yes, yes. She gives me the impression well, she was a bit of a Banksy. hooligan in high, like a high school. So oh, like, fully.
0: <laughs> tomorrow will tell her that if she was her inspiration, it's fine that but she held it. and Bieunghsi's like no, the word you're thinking of is safe. Means the tea. <laughs> All right, the girls are back. It's time to find out who the top two of the week. Vicky, Deedee, and Michael are safe. It's a roomy battle. Top two: Tomorrow, Thomas, Caramel. Do you agree?
1: Um. Yeah, I think like they were the strongest dancers. Um, and I think they critique wise for the performance, they didn't really get any critiques like you had the one yeah. like then the other the other then the other three. Like I expected I expected Kara, I was like, she's gonna be at the top again. and based on how they were praising Tamara's dancing, I'm like going, oh yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a dance battle for uh, for the for the badge.
0: I think Michael's look almost put her in the top, but I think her performance is not as strong as tomorrow's. And that's really what the challenge was.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: The song is not Murder on the Dance Floor by Sophie Ellis Baxter. She's fucking right in the room. The song is Remember by Becky Hill and David Guetta. Fine, whatever.
1: Maybe she this was like, I don't want to see them st- fuck up my song.
0: <laughs> no, she does. She wanted to see it. Uh, this was a battle of two superstar performers. Mm-hmm. Tamara guts sneaky, gives us a reveal, and Kara gives you pure dominance. Like This is the epitome of a dance lip-sync track. This was really well-performed. Um, if there is a universe that it is true that their playlists did have murder on the dance floor and it wasn't used. It was because these two were the top and they knew they wanted a moment. Yeah. Do they love each other? Yes, they do. And you can tell. They gave each other their moments on stage. They stayed in their own lanes. And when they did come together, it was really special. Now, I'm going to get a little controversial again. Was it a top-tier lip sync? I'm not sure. I'll go back and watch it. But they had fun.
1: Oh, no. It was a fun... It was a fun lip sync in the moment, but I'm like, yeah, it's not one that I'm going to be like, oh, guys, let's watch the Tamara Kara lip sync, Um, right? Because no, I don't think there's been a lip sync that's top the Anitra. Well, it's also like for this year, there's they don't think anyone's topped really the Anitra, um, Marsha moment.
0: I agree. I got some, well, when do the Ru- Peter Badges carry about Tomorrow's safe. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. I also felt like they were, they they felt like they wanted to give Cara the badge in episode one, but didn't because she, because Vicky actually did outperform her. Um, So I felt like yeah. oh, this is their way of making sure she gets one this time. I agree. <laughs>
0: Alright, got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready?
1: Yes, let's do this.
0: What is the girl group legacy for this challenge?
1: The girl group legacy?
0: Um. Yeah, like, w- what is the legacy for this girl group challenge?
1: For this one, I I would say it's mid-tier. Like, it, it's still not I as... I like, I feel like the first two are just so iconic that I, it's going to take a lot to make someone beat Break Up Bye Bye and UK Hun. I do feel like... They really wanted to. They really wanted to. I also feel like I kind of miss them doing two different styles because that was the problem with like, when you have a group that's like, like when UK hunt happened, you, the the UK dolls was just so good that when it was the same song happening again, but different, it's like, Oh God, this is, it was, you can see just how bad banana drama was. But I liked with season three, when they tried to be like, we're going to do you a pop version and like more of a, a, a like a low tempo version, and honestly, the low tempo version fit the the, the lyrics so much better than the pop version. Um, I liked it when they did things. I like it when they do things that like we're going to be two different styles, so that way we're not hearing the same song over and over again. Um, and it kind of plays to kind of say like, well, how well can you do it?
0: Interesting. I mean, I'll I'll give you the two different styles, but I would prefer two different songs if we're going to do it that way. Um, because again, if you're going to rank at least these five, this is the bottom, uh, a BDE is, BDE is the bottom.
1: Right now, it's not the in bottom for opinion. me. It's not the bottom for me because I haven't really, like, gone into these two enough to, to be like, to say, like, all right, this is my placement for them. But yeah, yeah, like, Come Alive took a long time for me to be like, I really like this one. Yeah, so this will be one of those, like, once I put them in the background, and they start like you know playing i can be like oh i do like that one yeah cuz i feel like this year's girl groups who won the week um yeah. who won the week um naomi's ankle no no naomi's foot naomi's foot won the week
0: i'm going to give it to tomorrow she really is becoming a breakout star this season she, she and we is. really clearly love her so tomorrow mm-hmm. very very good episode it's time for a disaster class challenge where it seems like they're just giving panels about something. Who do you think is going to slay?
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a, uh, it depends on how right. they're trying to do it. Cause it's like the last time they did something like this was like when they did the Dragon con panels and it was like um, the team right. that one was like, okay, this is actually good. I feel like possibly Vicky might do well. I could see Michael probably doing well. Because I feel like they've, like, been doing... I feel like the girls have been doing Drive a lot longer. I feel like they probably will do well mm-hmm. compared to some of the younger queens um, that might falter yeah. in regards to whatever the... what. I'm not sure what the topics are. But um, it did kind of get, like, the vibe was, like, you might get some little head-bashing head from, like, the preview. But, yeah, I kind of... I, I would see, like, maybe even Banksy, because Banksy's well-spoken and weird. Same with Kate. Like, Kate seems like she's a smart cookie too so i don't know uh it's i think there there's a handful that i think might do well but then again i could be completely wrong and dd Dee Dee wins the challenge she does we'll
0: find out yeah i mean listen i, I do not trust dd Dee Dee in words but we'll
1: find out after
0: three episodes <laughs> the, winner of the season
1: is um i think the strong contender for the crown is uh carmel
0: at this point i have to continue carmel but i'm yeah. telling you right now when Rue has a leg for someone, Tamar Thomas could be the sleeper here right now.
1: Yep. And uh, and Michael is getting the name. Michael Morulli. Michael's getting the name. Uh, well, what's really it's not crazy from Rue, it's from, it's from uh, Michelle, yeah. This was technically
0: filmed before Down Under 3, so they started with the Italian thing here and then went over to Gabriella Labucci.
1: And that's probably where, because wasn't Rue the one who started with the Gabriella Labucci? Maybe yes. she took it from, she was like, yep. well, Michelle loved Michael, now I'm going phone with Gabriella." Yeah. Well,
0: there it is. All right, where can you find me on social media? Venmo, any projects you want to plug?
1: Um, You can find me on Instagram at Harry is Precious as Harry. Uh, Venmo is Precious Envy. And if you're in New York City next Monday, uh, the 23rd, I am partaking in the Mix Rock Bar uh, competition. It is the fifth week of prelims, and it's my night. And I'm going up against um, other Block Talk co co presenter uh, Jessica Rose, who th- those remembered we both did. Uh, and and oh, Montzabelle too. See, ooh, the, all of the Block Talk girls. Um, we're gonna be well with we'll, the three of us will be fighting for the crown with two other with two other queens. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the city, come out say support support the Block Talk girls uh but you know put my name on the ballot when you stuff the bat when you stuff the ballot box um yeah so we'll be doing Mm -hmm. that and yep
0: awesome well thank you so much for being here this was fun no
1: problem